The Red Rum Theater, Episode 31, The Godfather, Act 1. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We are your hosts, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. Talk about how that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie, The Godfather. How it taught us to love our family. And it gave us a distrust for the powers that be. So, it is, it's Sunday, it's late, and we just watched The Godfather on the big screen. What do you think, Tone Man? That's the way it's supposed to be seen. It was fantastic. We had a bunch of friends, fans of the podcast, meet us there. We had fun. Not one of us got up once to pee. Dude, I think three it, hours, dude. It's three hours solid. I mean, it was, I felt all three of those hours, dude. <laughs> Booty was snoozing. <laughs> I didn't want to move too much. It's three hours, dog. Three hours, dude. No, I, I thought there was intermission. There was nothing. Dude. It's like, you, you're in it? You're in it. I don't think anybody really left. I mean, no, like dude. Well, I one saw person. one lady in the corner. But it was it was actually, for the it was nobody was there. This one, there was people there to watch this. Because it wasn't Mother's Day fool. Well, that's true. That's true. Now, The Godfather. 1972, this movie came out. 45 years ago. Jeez. This is probably one of the only 70s films we actually like. like there, might, there may be some 79, like Star Wars and Jaws stuff. Up but, and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying The Godfather is a movie. So let's go ahead and let this movie, let's, let's hash it out. It's okay, now, okay, we'll um, explain how we're going to do these. Okay, we're doing three acts. for because It's movie, three hours, and there's, there's really, it's really like a few different movies in one it's, movie. there, it's so rich with content. There are so many great American scenes. There are so many great lines in this film. There are so many beats that are famous and that are worth watching on their own that we couldn't do it all in one pocket. So it was impossible for us. So we're doing it in three parts. Act one, act two, act three. Not to be confused with Godfather one, Godfather two, but Godfather right. three. Right. We're doing the Godfather part one we in three episodes. We're doing nine acts. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and so act one we're going to do today, we're doing the, um, the wedding all the way up to the assassination. Attempt. Attempt of Vito Corleone, the Godfather. Don Vito. Next week we'll be hashing out act two, which is really Santino trying to be the Don. And that sequence as well as the sequence. Santino's my boy, man. And the sequence up in Italy as well, because it, that, 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 that they're kind of inner. Santino is like a man's man, like hothead. How dope was that when he spoke up in that meeting and his, the godfather called him out, looks at the guy and says, you can tell I spoil my children because they just <laughs> talk, speak out of turn. You know, they like, speak when they should listen. <laughs> it's oh. like, dang. <laughs> and he like stops up after the meal. What's the matter with you? Like, we're getting to that scene. That seems oh, that seems important. Oh, that's like the whole plot oh, that's turns the, that's on that. A huge scene. Dude. Santino made a big mistake there. Yeah, he did. Um, but so we're doing at two is going to be Santino as the Don, and, and we'll end that with the assassination of Sonny with Santino. 
And act three is going to be the rise of Michael Corleone as the Don. So those are the three acts we're doing, and they're all th great. I mean, they're, they're, uh, I'm going to watch each of these sequences every week we go through this. Dang, Gene. Because um, I, lo I love this film. It's amazing. Okay, 1972. How about it holding up like a mug? Wow. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. He is an Italian, and they wanted an Italian Which is movie. Which insane because uh, the sister, what's her name? Talia Shire? Yeah, what's her name in the movie, though? Sophia. No, uh, Connie. No, um... It's Connie, isn't it? Yeah, Connie, yes. Uh, that's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Is it? Yes! No, it's not. I'm almost positive that's Francis no, Ford Coppola's... No, 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 his daughter's in part three. Are you sure? I'm pretty I sure. Sophia Coppola is in part three. I thought Adrian... Is Talia Shire also his daughter? I'm almost positive. Okay, look that up, and I'll, I'll go through. So, Coppola, I thought he was a... Talia Rose Shire Coppola, born 1946. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know. Well, look Coppola at is a stinking Hollywood name, bro. Dude, now it is. You know who else is a Coppola? Hmm. Nick Cage. Through marriage? Uh-uh. He's blood. Are you kidding he me? He changed his name because he wanted to make it on his own merit. Dang, well, dang, Gina. <laughs> so, this guy did just, he did Godfather 1, 2, and 3. Oh, it's um, Francis Ford Coppola's sister. Talia Shire is? Yes, because it says, I thought it says so. parents, Carmine Coppola, um, relatives, Francis Ford Coppola, brother, Nick Cage, nephew. Dang, Gina! I'm telling you. I'd be keeping that name like a mug. <laughs> It'd be Antonio Marino Coppola Coppola, dude. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so I just want to play Toll Booth Willie or something. <laughs> the dude that ducks out. Like, dude, that guy like, drops his chain. He's like, oh, uh, I'm out. He's five, dude. <laughs> Sonny's like, dang, I'm trying to go whoop my brother-in-law, dude. <laughs> but uh, so How about when he gets so mad, he bites his knuckle. Dude, okay, okay. Dude. So There's so much happens. Francis for Coppola, he did Godfather one, two, and three, but he also did. The Outsiders is a great film. Which is one film. of my favorites. And we're doing that movie sometime. We best be doing that Outsiders movie. has, it's a who's who of our favorite yeah, actors. Yeah, it is. It's the Sways, boy. Dude, I, I can't dude. believe that I didn't make him the Mother Sways. Um, he also did Apocalypse Now, one of his huge movies. Um, what's his name? Duvall, man. Duvall, His, his famous yeah. line. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, dude. You have... Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is Gary Oldman being a stud and Keanu Reeves being lame. Yeah, he's kind of lame. lame. You are, and who's the girl? Is it a... I forgot who the girl was that Keanu was trying to save the whole time that... Um, it's been so long since I've yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's been forever. He also did The Rainmaker, which is that one with Matt Damon and Danny DeVito about the water being polluted in that town. What, uh, Flint Town? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an all right movie. But he also did Jack, which is really odd. I love that movie, though. I haven't seen it in forever. Jack's the one about the kid who ages too fast. Four times. He ages four times uh, faster than a regular person. Does it end, like, super sad? Because when he's 10, he's 40. It, dude, too bad he's at his graduation. He's looking like an 80-year-old. He's like, an 80 -year -old. It's like, dang, this is thinking sad as a mug, dude. But uh, Coppola's, a, he, um, Coppola's a director. He's an Italian-American. They really wanted an Italian in the movie because the, the, this is based on a novel by Mar Mario Puzo. And the novel was kind of hated by the Italian-Americans because they said it made a it, it, it's stereotypical Italian. Yeah. They didn't like it when it portrayed Italian-Americans. But um, Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. <laughs> so... 
they, dude, the amount of Italian, um, what do you call it? Uh, Stereotypes? Racist words Italians in oh this movie are incredible. The fact that they know who the Godfather is and they still talk like that, it's like, oof. But, um, so Coppola had a fight for his cast. At, at the beginning of the movie, we go see it in the theater and they had like an interview with some guys. Coppola had a fight for Marlon Brando. Yeah. Coppola had a fight for Al Pacino. They wanted, they wanted Warren Beatty. There was a couple different names. And they wanted Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Burt He would have been, been terrible. The most, only thing I think when I hear <laughs> Burt Reynolds is the Norm MacDonald impression of Silent Life. What kind of car does this guy drive? <laughs> okay, it was the funniest. He his gum. What kind of car does this guy drive? <laughs> <laughs> he would have been a terrible Michael Corleone. Mm. I mean, he would have ruined the movie forever. It would have been whack, dude. <laughs> But that's the powers that be. Wanted that. That's the cast they wanted. They dude. wanted because it brings in money. But Pacino was a no name, and they, they didn't want Brando because Brando. I cannot believe. Oh, they said Brando was so hard to work right, with. Right, he, he's he's known as being awful to work with. Yeah, but you know what? He's incredible. When you're the best, you can be a jerk. He's, look at you, can Kobe, you can Jordan. They can be jerks with the best. Dude, I'll tell you what though, man. There's some scenes. There's some huge scenes in this movie where Brando is a genius, dude. So let's go through the cast. Um, Marlon Brando plays Don Vito Corleone. Man, is he, like, it's insane to see him in this movie because he looks like the Godfather. He's the man. He is the Godfather. It's crazy, What's, what's nuts is we're, we're a generation too late. We don't know the Brando. That's like Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen all talk about in their songs how Brando's the man. In their, in their mind, leather jacket, jean Je blue jean wearing. Yeah, he was a stud back in the day. And I don't know him as a stud. I know him from him. a godfather. He's an old, powerful man. That's how I know him. The way that they talk about him is, is how I see, like, Paul Newman or James Dean. Or, or like, how we know. see Bruce Willis. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's, it's, he totally. Is, he's the picture of masculinity yep. for, like, 60s, like our, 70s. Our, our generation uh, is like the Bruce Willis, Sebastian Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, exactly. Like man's man. That was back, back in but the day. Brando, was, I know Brando some of his big lines. Like, he's in that movie, um... um a streetcar named Zyre, never saw it. He's in the one that could have been contender. I think it's like the box or something. Never saw that one. Oh, uh, is that the one that's got um what's his name? That awesome black actor? I don't know. Uh James Earl Jones, isn't he in it too? No way. The boxing movie. I remember he was in a old boxing movie too. Was that the same one? If it is, I gotta watch the stinking movie. We, we gotta get on it, dude. We're running on theater, dude. I know. Um gotta but keep it real. Brando he gets, gets came in to he came in to read for Coppola and some of the guys. And he walks in. Put some cotton in his cheeks and just starts doing the Godfather the way he saw it, and everyone's like, "This, this is him. He's got it." Do you imagine Burt Reynolds thinking, trying to do that? <laughs> then you have Al Pacino, Bill Corleone. Kind of got a guy drive. <laughs> Al Pacino. I'm like, I cannot ago. believe this is the son of a woman. This is the Pacino. Pacino. Is usually what a career, dude. He's usually off the chain, super dramatic, super emphatic. In this movie, he plays it so close to it's restrained emotion. Some of his his face is cold and unreal. He's a poker player who there is a he's incredible. I love Pacino. You got James Conn and Sonny Corleone. He's incredible in this movie. You love Sonny. I love dude. Sonny, dude. I, I dude, I can relate. The way he is when his sister gets beat on, dude, that's how I am. When, Thank God we when, don't have sisters. When he walks in the door and she answers and turns away. She won't look at him. He's like, what's the matter? And she looks at him, and he bites his hand. Everybody goes, oh, man. It, it just, it's amazing. Uh, what's what's uh, Salazzo say to him? Don't lose that world-class temper. 
<laughs> world famous oh, temper. Dude, yeah. Oh, oh man. World famous temper. He goes, I won't. Not yet. That's what he said. Not yet. But um, Sonny is the middle. Is it? It's Fredo. Sonny. Fredo's the oldest. Sonny's the middle. And then Pacino's it's the baby. Michael's, no, uh, Michael's the baby. Michael's the baby. Yeah, yeah, Wait, where's the sister at? Um, she's got to be. Uh, she's uh, she's getting beat down by her husband, dude. <laughs> but she, I don't know where she's in the order of the kids, though. But anyway, that's, those are the sons, how they work. Duvall plays Tom Hagen. He's a consigliere, and he is great in this. And you feel bad for him. Brando took him uh, uh, off the street. He was friends with Sonny when they were kids, and he didn't have anybody. So Brando, uh, the Godfather, raised him as one of his one of his own. Becomes a lawyer, but, has one client. Yeah. Oh, dude. Wow. That's and and even when he goes to Hollywood, like the, he goes, you should, why didn't you tell me who your client was? <laughs> he goes, I don't like using his name unless I have to. Dude, it's Dang! Hagen is great, and he's good in one and two. You have. It's, it seems like we watched like two or three movies today. You have Talia Shire, Diane Keaton as, as some of the ladies. I can't believe that's Diane Keaton either. That's crazy. And I, I don't know much of her early work. I just know this one. I, I know her later on in life, yeah. like Father of the Bride stuff, you know. But um, oh, a stellar cast. And even the side roles like Fat Clemenza and Tessio. Abe a- Bagoda, I think his name is, Yeah. who plays Tessio. You have some great side characters. Uh, Tessio, which one is he? He's the one that betrays him at the end. Man, that- and you know him. You see him in other movies. Yes, Big you Italian do. movies. Yes, he Wasn't is. Wasn't he the um, Travolta's dad in Look Who's Talking? Yes, he <laughs> is. Tony Goodball, dude. Oh, my I God. I remember little Mikey sitting on his lap, dude, pulling his teeth out, dude. That's so funny. <laughs> now, let's get into the Godfather film. What is this movie about? This three-hour epic. What's it about in the end? I think in the end, it's really... A father transferring his empire to his son. We know a thing or two about that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're stupid. Um, It's a family legacy. It's really watching. It shows you how important family is. It's the Corleone family. It's the Corleone family. It's what it is. One of the the big um, themes in the movie is don't ever take sides against your family. And And don't ever do it publicly. Like, like. You back your family's play, no matter what, how stupid you think it is. I love how one thing that Brando, uh, his character is like, listen before you talk. Don't talk unless you're spoken to. Like, he's like, man, he's a man's man in this, dude. Now, we're doing the first act today. We're just going to cover from the wedding sequence all the way up. I didn't realize how long that wedding that, sequence it's was. It's setting up the whole movie. You get to know the characters. He's taking meetings on his daughter's wedding day. It's it's so awesome because it, it cuts between the party and him doing business inside. He just keeps looking out the window, out the blinds, looking at now, the party. Before I go any further, this movie is referenced all the time in other movies. Oh, my goodness. Um, What's it called? You've got mail. They quote it the whole movie and you've got mail. I just watched, I watched Zootopia with my kids. There's a Godfather character in Zootopia, yeah, the I little love Zootopia. mole guy, yep. the little, um, and she's getting married. She's like, "Daddy, no icing on my wedding day." I'm sorry, babe, but I got to. <laughs> they never talk business in front of the kids. Dude, <laughs> that dude. Was but um, so let's go through some great scenes. There, there are at least three classic American scenes in the first act. The first classic American scene is the opening scene with Bonacera, the Undertaker. 
That's brutal, dude. Because that scene, you get, to, you get to know The Godfather and you get to know the world very quickly. Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a massive monologue. And it takes place in the 40s. Dude, it's this um, is young, like, young mafia. Yes, dude. Opening line, I believe in America. Like, it's a great opening mm-hmm. line. That whole... His whole monologue. That opening his, is that amazing. Speech, you see a guy... And you just see... Brando, like this, like from the back, it's, and it's a great introduction of the character. You see a guy just sitting there, like listening, and he has power. Oh you just, man! You see his hand move, and someone literally obeys that gesture. Oh man! He's like, the, uh, the my favorite. Bonus starts crying. He just moves his fingers. You think the guy's gonna bring him a <laughs> tissue or something? He brings him a shot. <laughs> He's like, bring this man a drink, dude. But he doesn't say a word. Just oh, I, he don't. I, you, don't you know what? You, it's just like the um, the famous line on John Wick when he Keanu Reeves picks the phone up, doesn't say a word, but the, the Russian dude is just going through this whole thing, and then Keanu hangs up, doesn't say one word, and the guy says to the Russian, what did he say? Enough. <laughs> like, you don't have to say anything when you're the godfather, bro. <laughs> That's right, dude. That's right. But that sequence, you see an Italian-American who wanted to be an American. Yep. He wanted to come into America. He wanted to fit in. Where he get in? Dude. Raise his daughter in the American fashion. Yep. Have a little business. And pay his taxes. And sure enough, some American boy tries some to. American punks. Does get in her pants? Yep. And she got her drunk, tried to rape her. And what did she say? She kept she get, her. She kept honor. her honor. And you know what that means? That means they didn't get it in them chonies. But they beat the tar out of her, and man. They, they, like she wired her broke, jaw broke shut. Her nose. Wired her jaw. And dude, I'm sitting there. He's, he's like, so cr- he started breaking down because he said how beautiful she was, how she's not going to be beautiful ever again. Never again. That's And he brutal. said, he, he went to the police, he went to the courts. Like and a the good courts, American. Like a, the courts gave him a three year suspended sentence. What did he say? Suspended sentence. Dude, for the very day. Dude, I mean, you're like, oh my gosh. And he says, I said to my wife, for justice. We go to Don Corleone. And then the camera finally turns, and you see the Godfather. You see the man. And what a... And that dope tux. And sitting in a chair, holding a cat, just... Holding the cutest cat <laughs> ever, and the cat's like playing with him while Dude, he's having this meeting. it's a great it's introduction incredible. to a character. You, look, you know that this guy... That's another is. thing that's huge. Wow. Big Italian mob bosses like in power with a cat in their lap. It's Petting always the cat. yeah. Think about not seeing it's Mr. Gadget. Yes, it's, it's all over the place. Like this movie creates these um That's pictures. So funny, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> the bad guy's got the cat. That's hilarious. Always patting. Was dude. it Claw or something? Yeah, Claw. K L A W. But uh, you meet. The, and he speaks. The best part is, though, like that whole opening scene, you just hear the cat purring. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Like, the, 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 the camera work is insane, dude. And you see that this world you're coming into is built on respect. Like, the way, like, and, and Bonasad doesn't get it. Neither do we as the audience. You know what? Uh, and you're, you're like trying to figure out what he's saying. You're like, like, what does he want and, from and, this but, guy? But you don't really know what's happening, but you know the dude's messing up. Right. You see, he's just. He asked for murder. He's like, how much do well, I pay you? Well, he went and he whispered in his ear, and then he was just like, I can't do that. And you know right away, he wanted them guys dead. He said, I want justice. He said, that's not justice. Your, Your daughter's, daughter's still, still alive. alive. Man. But then he's like, well, then I want them to suffer like she suffered. How much do I have to pay you? And he's just like, what have I ever done to you? He, yeah. He, 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 so come to my house, disrespect me like this. It's like, if you offered me your friendship, if you called me Godfather, those men will be yeah, suffering this said, very said, day. You don't even call me Godfather. And then he gets it, he just, he just bows his head. He's like, 
Be my friend. Be my friend. <laughs> I was embarrassed for him, dude. Kisses his hand. Oh, yeah. Kisses the ring. Godfather. It's like, Godfather. He broke him so fast. And he's like, and the, 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 it's, it's the line. It's the, it's the idea that is still in my head to this freaking day. And that is, he goes, the day may come. He's like, it's like someday, that day may never come. I'll need a favor. And I'll call upon you. And, you, and you'll have to give what I need. Like, you are in this guy's pocket. You owe, a, a favor's a big deal. Like, I owe favors around town, and some guys owe me favors. Hey, you know, Those matter. Man, th- you ain't lying about how many movies take from this movie. It's crazy. John Wick 2, he owed a favor. That's why that whole movie happened. Dude, it's, dude, Godfather is, dude, and, and the way that dude finally realized it, and was like, oh my goodness, I am messing this whole thing up. And it's, the, but he reigns it in, though. It's crazy that opening scene. Like, we watched Godfather Today with someone who's never seen it before. We watched Godfather Today with someone who has never, ever seen the film. And that opening scene gives you so... They don't give you exposition. I'll tell you what, I was upset that I have seen this movie because <laughs> watching it on the big screen like that, and the thing was, it was, it was a semi-talkative audience until the movie started, and then you could hear a pin drop, dude. It was crazy how it quiet was like, it was in there. Holy that movie puts a, a mood in the air that's like... It's, it's masterful screenwriting because a lot of movies will tell you this is the world, this is the rules. This movie, you just get to watch and you figure the rules out as you go. And I like that. It's amazing. Don't just tell me, show me. I love that. Don't do a voiceover, just tell the story. And in one scene, I know, okay, this world, it's different than the world I know, but I'm starting to understand the rules of this world. Another scene in this film that's a great American scene that's been talked about all over the place, it's the horse head you know, scene. So you jump right to it? The horse head scene okay. is a great American scene. Let's rewind. Yes. How about when the superstar Italian John Fontaine shows up to the wedding and Diane Keaton's like, I didn't know you guys knew John Fontaine. I didn't know your dad knew John Fontaine. How does he know him? He helped him with his career. How's that? Like, he won't he goes, enjoy the music. He tells her, he tells her, okay, he says, let's enjoy the song. And, she's like, and then she's on, like, Michael. she ain't letting it go. No, dude. she wants to know. Man. That's uh, that. And it, the, you have one of the great lines he of tells American that cinema. story, and you're like, oh my goodness. He made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Like, that's, that's the line. We, that people story, say that line all the time. I love when he, the best is he tells that story, and she, her face, and then he goes, that's a true story. <laughs> like, yeah, this is where I come from. <laughs> this, is, this is the world. And he goes, like, that's my father's world. That's not me. Yo, he, he, Bro, he, he sells her world. He assures her. This is not me. Because he left the war. He, we ran to the military. He was a war hero. And that's 1946. He was in World War II. Yes. He's a World War II hero, dude. He, and and he, everyone knows. Even those crooked cops say, but Captain, this is a, this is a hero here. We, he's never done anything wrong. Everyone knows he's not a part of the family business. And leave him alone. Because Remember when they say uh, he wanted to go to the city and they say, take somebody with you. And then somebody even says. Oh, Hagen says. They, they, they know he's not. And he's a civilian. They know he's a civilian, yep. Like, it's weird that he left the family business. So much so. Michael Corleone, I love his, I love, the movie's so brilliant because you are Michael. Like, we audience We're are on Michael. The journey with We're Michael. the outside. Yeah, yeah. We're the outside of, and looking in. And by the time that movie freaking ends, we're with him in that room closing the door. And, and the worst part is you're, you're on his side. Yes, yeah, so we'll, like... we'll talk about that in the third act. That's why my wife hates me so much because I'm with them. I'm like, we got to take care of the family. <laughs> Dude, it's, a, it's like 
when the movie, by the time the movie's over, like the regular man is just like, oh man, yeah, dude. And then women are like, what? Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> but we are Michael, because he's outside, you see. Okay, so let's go ahead. So the horse head scene is when you, you've heard of the, the deal that Don made, but you've not seen his power. You've not seen him flex his muscle. And so after the wedding, and the wedding's like a 30-minute sequence, lots of dancing, sing, and you didn't know how, it's showing you family matters. Yeah. There's love and cousins and loyalty, and the Don and you had, is powerful. If, if you have been invited to this wedding, you feel like you're somebody. Luca Brazzi comes in yeah, and says, thank you. Yeah, he was you. so nervous. He just, just to come say thank you, he was rehearsing his lines outside. And Diane Keaton was like, is this dude crazy? Like, what is he doing? There's a large, scary man talking to and himself. He says, yeah, he's very scary. <laughs> like, you don't know who this dude is, dude. But, uh, which one bummer for me is you know how amazing Luca is, but you don't ever get to see it. I hear like, that um, there's like a there's a book before The Godfather. You can see, Luca Brazzi, you can see him be the man. They made a book out of that movie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the story is that Italian singer, um, he was in a he was in a terrible a big binding band. contract. Yeah, he got a contract early on. They took advantage of him. His, his crew started picking up. He, he, he started to be blow, He started blowing up, and he's like, I don't want to be a band leader. I don't or I don't want to be singing in a, in a big band. I want to be on my own. I want to do my thing. Band leader wouldn't give up the contract. And the, the Don offered him ten thousand. The Don comes, and that's nineteen forties dollars. That's got to be real money. That's still a couple but hundred G's. I bet you that band leader saw. No, no, this that, is no. That band leader's like, are you kidding me? I'll make that in a week with this fool. This is gonna go, because he's gonna he was blow so up. big. He was a he was a heartthrob. You saw those girls go crazy. They he, went nuts. You know who he is? Uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. That's Frank Sinatra. Yeah. The mob, the connection. Yeah. That's his story, dude. Well, the, the, the best part is the, the story he tells Diane Keaton. He says, Bandler didn't want to give her the contract. So he came back the next day. Him, offered him 10 grand. Yep. He turned him down. Comes back the next day. With Luca Brazzi. With Luca Brazzi. Leaves a signed contract and a cashier's check for $1,000. And then she's like, well, how, did, how, does, how did he do that? Well, Made him he, offer, you can't he, refuse. Well, he assured him that. Luca Brazzi put a gun to his head. Either your brains are going to be on this contract or your signature is going to be on this contract. And she's looking at him like you're jo waiting for the punchline. And he's just like, that's a true story. So when he goes for, for the, um, what's the guy's name, the Italian singer? John Fontaine. Fontaine wants to get this movie because his career is winding down. He's getting older. His, his, my voice is weak. He, what oh, he breaks down like a punk. <laughs> and the, and the, the funny thing is, he's this huge star, and he comes in there, and when he comes to the Don, he's just a little peon, dude. Because he, he, he just wants help. He's coming to beg. He's he starts crying. He's like, but he won't give it to me. What am I going to do? It's perfect for me. I won't even have to act. It's just me. <laughs> what do I do? What I do, do, I do, I do? You can be a man. <laughs> he starts to, and Duval starts cracking. Oh, dude, Duval. He slaps him. He's like, ooh. <laughs> like he's you go to Hollywood, this is what you learn. <laughs> he smacks him around. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You can be a man. That line <laughs> is one of my go-to lines in life for people. Dude, me, you, and Wes always talk about how dope that is, dude. Just be a stinking man. <laughs> and then uh, he, he starts making fun of him and Duval's over there <laughs> laughing, dude. It's like, dang. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this guy won't give him the role. So, won't give so him the role. Hagen flies out. He's like, he sends Duval out. Right away, the day yeah. after the wedding. Oh, he says, what am I going to California for? Talk to this Hollywood producer. So he goes and meets Walt, Waltz. I don't know how to say it. Like uh, it's it's Waltz. Yeah, goes to meet Waltz. Waltz is a hard on. He's playing tough. Dude, like he he's... starts calling him all these Italian oh, yeah. words. He goes, um, 
I'm German Irish. Well, my Kraut McFriend. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, yeah, because he's so Peter's two different yeah. racism, dude. It's pretty funny, dude. But he, after he finds out who he works for, he brings him to the house. And well, it's yeah, nice yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. He gives him makes, drinks. Yep, gives him a meal. He shows him his home. Shows him his beautiful stable. Takes him and shows him a $600,000 horse he's not gonna, that he's not even going to race. Put up the stud. He's going to stud him. And then, dude, you see the love in his eyes to that horse, though? Oh, man. And the thing is, you, watch, you don't catch it at he, first. He's, he's petting the nose. He's looking he at the He loves that. That's his baby, man. Like, how many kings spent $600,000 on one single horse? He's, he's proud of that yeah. wealth and that power. Oh, yeah. He messed up. And then but he at tells dinner, him he goes after yeah. Hagen and yep. goes after he's like, get the heck out of here. Like He says, the role's perfect for him, which is why he's never going to get it. <laughs> and he goes in that whole story about that girl that he put just tons of dough and into. And old Hollywood did that. Old Hollywood had actresses that were signed only to your studio, and you train them how to dance yep. and sing, sing and act. And she was beautiful. And he's like, she's the best piece of hay I ever had. And I've had them all over the world. <laughs> and he's like, look at these things. He goes, Mr. Show, I'm not kind of I'm an animal. It's not all dollars and business. I'm like, you're, you're an animal. Like, you're this an is, animal. You're, you're a monster. This is not a good, this is worse than the first thing but, you said. But the, um, the singer stole her away. Stole her. And then she left. Left the and life. ruined her whole career. For that Italian monkey, dude. Yeah, because he said, because he was this heartthrob. He just, like, so he said, talking, so he said dude. straight up, this guy will never get this role. And I, he wants to He's personally like, He be made me look ridiculous. And then, in a man in my position, I cannot be made to look ridiculous. <laughs> dude, like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Crap. And, but he said, he said pretty much, I am going to be the downfall of this dude's career. I am right. ruining this guy's career. That's his mission. And he, he even says before he blows up, you tell your boss anything else he asks Ask of me. For anything else. What's he say? He's like, but Don doesn't he ask never once. If, if, yeah, if you refuse, he doesn't ask again. And it, and he and then he hardballs him, dude. And he's like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, you and, tell and your Don boss. Is, and Hagen is so cool. Calm and cool. Just gets up his napkin down. And he says, thanks for a great time. Right, thanks, thanks for, for a great, great meal. Night. Yep. Gets on the He gets, says, uh, when Don. He wants to hear bad news right away. And. The music goes, and the morning rises. You see the house. This is a poor Johnny C's poor uh, sister, man. I'm, I'm, we're going to put in the audio right here. We had someone with us who had never seen this film before. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I was surprised she came. <laughs> it was the only girl that came. And this, this movie's real. <laughs> Dude, for, I, I, don't, I didn't realize this until I watched it. This is a man's movie. This is, it's, she should have came to Princess Bride with us. This <laughs> one is like, this is a guy's movie. But she's watching it, hearing her talk about how, like, I saw the blood. I'm like, well, he's alive. Why is there blood? I mean, this scene, this scene in silk sheets, like shook just... her so bad. She never recovered. The whole movie, she was like, this, is, this world is awful. <laughs> and that scream. because he, He's waking up. And it's it's beautiful, and beautiful morning. The camera slowly showing the goes ho- over. Calm, nice oh. house, beautiful house. His big, beautiful bed with his nice blankets. Those sheets are nice. Man, could you imagine how comfortable them mugs were, dude? Oh. And the camera just climbs up, and he just wakes up slowly. But then you see little spots of blood. All right, right, right. And you're the, like, what the heck? Is he okay? And he's like, what's up? And yeah. Yeah, and, oh, he's covered in blood, dude. Ooh. Lots of blood, dude. And he's, and he's freaked so, out. He's, he's panicking. He's so discombobulated. He doesn't realize what's happening. When he finally wakes up fully, he throws the sheets back, dude. And there. And his $600,000 horse. They cut his head off and slid it. The scariest part is, if you think about it. Yes. They slid it into his bed while he was sleeping. They slid a severed head into bed under the sheets with this guy. 
while he was sleeping, and they did it so calm and cool and careful, he never woke up. So he wakes up to this. And it's his, like, the love of his life, dude. Dude. And what's crazy is the insane. next scene of the, the scream, and it's a it's like three or four. He mm-hmm. inhales and screams so good. He is panicked out of his mind. Yeah, he can't believe what he's seeing. But then the next sequence, you see the flowers come to the dawn. Oh, no, actually what happens is the screaming fades, and there's the dawn just sitting there. Oh, yeah. Sitting there cool. Sitting there You're like, this guy is a power. Oh, man. That, that, that fade out is unbelievable. He's just chilling. <laughs> but then the flowers come from John because he got the role. Oh, these are from Johnny. I want to thank you on that, uh, that new, the new role. World picture. He, yeah, the new picture you just got. <laughs> it's a great American That's scene. Insane. It's quoted, I think, in Ocean's Eleven. I mean, that movie is quoted. The horse is in. What, what's the scene where he says, I cry every time? <laughs> Dude, Ocean's is amazing. Dude. Um, and then we have another great American oh, scene. Oh, that was Barton Fink he was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, no, I was talking about not Barton Fink, Miller's Crossing. Oh, Miller's Crossing. I cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, assassin, the assassination of Don Corleone. That sequence is famous in American history. Oh, the slow-mo. How many, like, did Hot Shots do that and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> He's like getting fruit. <laughs> <laughs> That's sticking right, dude. They're, but what's crazy is, okay. We're jumping right to that. Because these are three great American scenes in this. Oh, we're doing the great scenes. Okay, great okay. scenes. Now, you see the Don. He's powerful, and we'll give some story. So the, you see the Don's powerful. He's got three sons. He's got. Um, so, you he, can tell right away that the oldest one ain't right in his head. Fredo, you first meet Fredo, and he's not just drunk. He's kind of he's soft. He's slow. Yeah, he's. he's He's just not given respect. And he, like, Sonny is talked to with respect. Fredo's always in the background saying and nothing. Fredo's the oldest. It's crazy. It's, but you, and you see why he's soft later on in the, in the oh, this movie series. Um, but Sonny is really going to be, he's the one that's going to be the power. Yeah, he's built up to be the Don. And um, Michael's a civilian, and they're at the sister's wedding. That's what happens in Six Place Place. When... The wedding ends, they meet with this guy from Salazzo, and Salazzo wants to bring drugs to New York and wants to give, he needs, he needs $1 million in cash yeah. from the Don, and he'll give the Don 30% of his, pro, of his, of his profits. And he said it goes up every year. It's going to be gonna go up big every year. money, and the Don refuses. Even though Hagen says it's good, even though his boy Sonny says it's good. Sonny wanted it. He's, Don says no, because Don said, like, Don no, realizes the, all our people, our cops, our judges, our politicians, are going to turn on us. Oh, they'd this. be out if they. If when they, this happens, when heroin hits, they're not going to back us anymore. They'll back us with women. Mm-hmm. Back us with gambling, gambling. They'll back us with the with all that stuff. They're not going to back us with drugs. And he's right, dude. Yeah. Which is why he's the don. He he, he knows. He sees he it all. He knows what's going to happen down the road. He even said it might not be ten years, but it's what's going to happen. Um, and he says no to Salazzo and Salazzo is backed by the Tatalia family, but the Tatalia family is backed by Barzini, which you don't find out until later. And I didn't even see how the, I mean, it's, Barzini is, is such a shadowy figure in the back. I didn't, until this time watching it, I didn't realize how the, how the Don figured out Barzini was behind Tatalia. He found out at the sit down with all the exactly. families. And I'm, I used to watch him like, how do you know that? But now I watch it again, I'm like, he, Barzini shows his cards. Yep. He shows too much of his cards. And there's, Oh, okay, 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 I can give everything away. So, so the Don. I didn't realize that's who Sonny took out at 4 a.m. 
Well, he took, he got, he took out to tell your son. Yeah, the son. You make to tell your son, Bruno, Bruno kills Luca Brazzi. Yeah, is he the one that puts the, hand, uh, the knife, knife through the hand? Or no, he, he grabs one hand and Salato puts the knife in the other hand. Oh, okay. And then they, so that's the guy who dies, Bruno. Is he the one that's got the cigarette in his mouth? Yes. At the bar? Tatalia. That's um, crazy. Bruno Tatalia dies. That seems sick. Luca Brazzi, they took him out because they knew they needed him off the table. But. Stuff starts happening so fast. Just starts going. Meeting, starts yeah, going. Meeting's over. So, so lots, he won't give Salazzo what he needs. It's war. And um, so the Don goes out. Now, who is Salazzo? Where did he come from? He's a Turk. He just, he's, he's going to bring in. He's the, just bringing business. He's but bringing he needs, drugs. He needs, he needs people. Mafia backing. Right. Okay. He needs their connections. So he's not with anybody. He's just for hire. He's aligned himself, though, with Tataya, <clears> but really with Barzini. <clears throat> Barzini's like, like he's, Barzini's really actually orchestrating the takedown of the Corleone family. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Barzini's like orchestrating everyone to come against. Which is why hey, Michael, Barzini. Oh. Which is why Michael at the end, has taken, he, he makes everyone pay. Man. Take care of all the family business today. Dude, it, it's crazy. It's insane, dude. Um, I mean, it's, okay, so Don goes out, and their driver's sick, so Fredo takes him out. He's going to buy some fruit. And everyone there like the So fruit, the driver's Polly called in sick on purpose. Polly got bought by Barzini. Yeah. Or Tatalia, whatever. Which, and, and one thing I never realized was when he was there coughing in his little handkerchief and stuff, and Sonny's like, hey, go get you something to drink. You know, have you some, Brandy, it might be good for you. Oh, you know what? You're right. As soon as the door closes, he goes, we don't ever want to see him again. Dude. Take care of him. And you're dude. like, dang, dude. <laughs> like, oh. And Clemenza's assassination of him, the assassinations in this are so, because what they do is they disarm you. Like, they go on all those errands. And he must think to himself, we've been driving out for four or five hours doing all these errands around town. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to die. So they finally get to calm him down and then kill him. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> that was so funny, dude. His wife wanted cannolis, dude. Oh, man, he's funny, dude. <laughs> but um, he goes to get fruit, and you see the fruit vendor loves him. You yeah, know, well, like, yeah, he's a man of the people, dude. He's, he's a, man, a neighborhood he, man. He's, he takes care of the people of his, of his, of his, of his area. And the Don realizes I'm wrong. They know by Fredo being the driver, it's open season. Fredo. Don, like, when I first saw this movie. If somebody ever calls you Fredo, it's not good. We'll get to that. <laughs> I remember watching this for the first time. I was probably 18. It's so sad. And I'm like, what's happening? This movie's called The Godfather. I was like, like, this can't be happening. Yeah. I love Brando already. I love The Godfather. Yeah. I like You're I, in quick. When you so quick. This. And I'm like, what's happening? I was upset that the movie was taking this turn. Because he gets shot a lot. Five times in the back, dude. I mean, they got him. They, and what's the worst thing is Fredo comes out of that car. And he fumbles the gun. And not only does he fumble the gun, after he sees his dad, he doesn't chase him. He's like, he literally sits down. He doesn't tell anybody to call for help. He just starts crying. Baba! Baba! <laughs> dude. And <laughs> He's such a little turd, dude. We have a... To us, is there a greater insult to give to someone than calling them Fredo? No. You call someone Fredo, you're calling them worthless. You're calling them... Whatever, Fredo. <laughs> you better be calling me food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's calling someone Ike Clayton, Clatton, uh, Clayton from Tombstone. That's an insult. Dude, there's a, there's a, um, a, one of the episodes of Sopranos, and they're talking about Tony's son, and they're dogging him. The teacher's dogging him. He's like, yeah, Fredo Corleone over here. <laughs> and you're like, dang. If someone calls someone Fredo, if we call someone Fredo, Tony says to me, I met this guy the other day, I'm like, what's he like? He's a Fredo. I know this guy is worthless. 
You know what? And I, we know what a sunny is, too, dude. Oh, heck like yeah. Like Jeff Sands, those are some sunnies, dude. Yes, they are, dude. <laughs> some hothead psychos ready to roll, Love dude. It, dude. I'm a sunny, bro. <laughs> You're a Michael. I'm trying I'm not, not to say what Jesus is. Oh! <laughs> But uh, he's a sunny too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, Fredo, I mean, he is pathetic in this scene. He's sorry, man. F- fumble that, fumble that gun. It's like protect your father. That, and you know what? That is a big tell of what he is. It, that scene. The, no one, you know no one ever is. says Fredo slow. No, yeah, no. You just see it. You see it. The movie gives you, it doesn't tell you much, but you see it all. And the more I watch it, the more subtlety I see I'm in it. I'm telling you, man, watching today, because it's, okay, I probably only sat and watched the whole thing of, of like, less than, you know, I, I can count it on one hand. It's, it's a big commitment. Because it's always, oh, I'm going to sit and watch this part, or I'm going to check this part out, or it's on, let me see this, or I love this part. This is one of the, like, one of the very few times where I sat and watched it, and I'm an adult now, and you take it in, and you're like, this movie is huge. It's it. I was so physically, mentally overwhelmed when that movie was over. I was like, you know what? I gotta go home and lay down. I was exhausted. You take all that in, dude. I mean, there there is so much. It is like going to three movies. I'm gonna tell you something about God, how much I love this movie, The Godfather. There was a time in my life recently where my life changed dramatically. Where I was at, at where I had a job and it, my job was gonna change, and uh, it was a very tough political climate like there was a lot of like um he said she said a lot of like just what's going to happen you know um mergers uncertainty i during those 10 days of that the end of all things for me i watched the godfather every single night why would you do that to yourself i just needed to, to know how to walk through this i, I just needed to know i need to know the rule how do i play it so cool i can survive what's happening to me right now Angie was like, this is crazy. I watch it every night just to get in my head. I can't imagine the demeanor you had, too. She's probably like, I'm so terrified right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. But it helped me survive it. Help me know how not to lose my cool, give my cards away. I, Man, we really were raised by movies. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. <laughs> dude, legit, dude. Legit. Um, but, uh. She knows between the hours of 10 and 1, you're, uh, <laughs> you're busy, dude. But, uh, Steakin, the assassination scene is incredible. The attempted assassination scene. It surprised me. It shocked me. I thought he was dead. Dude, even, like, the newspaper doesn't know. The sons don't know. Michael sees it in the paper. boss straight up is saying... They're dead. When they kidnap Tom, that's crazy, dude. It's, they, they get Luca Brazzi, they get the Don, they get Tom Hagen, all fast. Sleeps with the fishes. That's where they came from. Dude. What is, what the, what is this? It says Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> oh, dang. It was his bulletproof vest with some big old fish in it. Dude, just sent a message. It's a Sicilian message. Now, there's some great, great quotes from this. There's the... Gotta make it. I'm gonna make it off for you can't refuse. That that line is famous. Huge. huge. It's a, it's it's huge. <laughs> you have the line. You be a man. That's that's. I think that's more of son, uh, famous for us. We're just like, dear <laughs> sorry, mugger. Um, there's a line. Baba. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
but he's a good actor. He's amazing. I he's, hate him. Not, I hate him. In real life, he's not Fredo. When they go to Hollywood, I'm like, I hate this guy, dude. Oh, my oh, gosh, man. dude. Michael. Slap my brother around. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, there's a line he says to John Fontaine, Johnny Fontaine. He asks him, spend time with your family? He goes, yeah, yes, Godfather. He goes, good. A man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. In a theater, we were that's, like, you know what? That, for me, that's the raises right, right there. That's that for us. That's we're going there right now. Uh, well, hold it. Pause right there. We're gonna move. Listen, we today had a great time. It was amazing. It. And thank you so much to all the guys that came out. Oh, dude, it was great seeing everybody. We gave out some swag. T-shirts were given out, man. It was. Dude, it was so funny. Everybody was walking by watching us because we all the matching T-shirts on. <laughs> You're doing interviews, dude. It was awesome, dude. I, I, I got some interviews for the for this uh, the podcast. Where we put some real live interviews um, in mixed up with our podcast today. But we want to say to you, how can you? How, like, we want to give this to. You. We we love doing this and creating entertainment as you drive or walk or whatever it is you do. I literally, Tony, I, said, I go back and listen to, like, I was to say anything this week. Just so I'm like, what, I, what was that one about? It was a good episode, dude. We got, uh, some, we got some awesome on it. But uh, we asked you to give us a review. Go to, go to iTunes Podcast Store, leave a five-star review, and if we read your review online or on air, we'll give you free swag. So go, go ahead and jump on, 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 on iTunes, leave the five-star review, or Stitcher, whatever you use, leave that review so we can get in front of more people. Right now, it used to be if you looked at Red Rum on iTunes Podcast Store, you didn't see us at all. Now Red Rum is like number six in the, the things. Of any searches with Red Rum? Yes. Amazing. So if we, the more reviews we get, the, the higher we are there. Or even if you look at, look at movie podcasts, we're raising up. So keep on leaving reviews. It helps the podcast be seen by more people. So raise us right and raise us wrong. If raise us right... I was like Michael, dude. I try to leave where I came from and almost not embrace my identity. Like, I don't know why that was in me. I wanted to be like, I'll just build a new life for myself. That's because you were trying to be a preacher and you wanted to hang out with all them high-class white people. A little bit, dude. dude. We come, when we went, when we were young, and I know that, that sounds funny, though, but when we were young and we'd go to Texas every summer, or we'd go to the big family reunions and stuff, it's like, dude, we are Mexicans. Like, we're in, like, I love it, dude. I love it. You I, rolled out. I, I left because I thought I needed to be, I don't know. I, if you, if, if I thought our life, where I come, where you come from, it's so rowdy and nuts. I thought I'm gonna find something that's more safe and less loud. Which is so crazy because to do a complete 360 right back to Flint. It's so crazy. And now I'm like so proud of where we come from. Heck yes! The family we have. Of like, like, like uh, Theonita's 94th and you was know, like, amazing. I, for me, I had to learn that that suburban world I thought was the best and I, need, I wanted it so bad, it's boring. It's a different kind of broken. I like our broken better. Yeah. I like the effed up city you life. Know, I, I hang out with rich, like, like, like alcoholism as an example. Poor dr drunks, I understand that. Rich drunks, everyone drinking wine and like talking about politics and sharing opinions. I'm like, this <laughs> sucks. Dude, it sucks. <laughs> I like, definitely, I really do like. Oh, this global warming. <laughs> <laughs> but, I can only ride my yacht two months this year. <laughs> <laughs> 
I learned that there's brokenness in everything. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop pretending I'm something I'm not. And I, I had to come back and like. We're city boys, dude. City boys. And I love part of my family too, man. And I had to come back and the Godfather helped me do that. To embrace it. To not be embarrassed by it. Dude, you know what? It's. You were a Michael too, man, because Michael, he told his woman, this ain't me. And I, I was the same way. Yeah, you used to tell people all the time. You would give that, uh, uh, what do you call that, um, disclaimer before you'd bring people over. This ain't me. That's what you know. Like, you're a point, though, I was like, this is me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd come home. I wasn't ashamed of, of, of our, our home is a loud. Like, loud. Like, and we're not yelling, we're just talking. I'm telling you, dude, we're so loud. At our house, it's so loud. But I'm like, this is, this is the life. And if you come, if you're, if you're going to join my life, I told Angie, if, baby, if you, if you want to marry me, you, this is what you're getting. Is this all this rowdiness? And Man, I love that was it. a culture shock for her, dude. <laughs> a little bit, the dude. She's seen, she sees married you, bro. <laughs> she was going to be Mother Teresa, dude. Now she's Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> We're family. We got to this back, and it's. I tell you what, dude. There ain't nobody gets your back like family does, dude. Mike, dude, our cousin and, Eric, man. And I will silently, like, kind of. I see a lot of kids I know that are my age that don't like their parents or talk to them ever. I'm like, I what are you that. doing, dude? That's your that. sticking mom. That's your dad. That's your brother. What? What? Like, in the day, this is your blood, and I don't know, man. But we. Love our family, dude. And the Italians and Mexicans have that in common. They're family people. Oh, man. They're, and you know what? I, that wedding, it's different but familiar. It's, it reminded me so much of family. Because I'm, I, and, and no, I mean, not even trying to be goofy, there's a lot of uh, like people that I, that I haven't, like uncles or cousins that I, if I haven't seen in a while, I'll kiss them on the cheek like a mug, dude. Big hugging, kissing, man. That's how we, that's how we are, man. Singing, dancing. Dude, I, my, my uncle Jesse, no pun intended. <laughs> Uncle Jesse in Texas, uh, not even married, been with my, my, my aunt for like 40 years. Um, probably one of the manliest men I, that I know. I mean, he's... He's a man. He's the only guy I know that says the F word more than me. <laughs> when I see him in Texas, he kiss me on the cheek, dude. Like, I'll give him a big old hug. And, man, it's just how family is, dude. R, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ray is right, man. We, we love family. And Ray's just wrong. This, and this is a thing that's in me deep, deep, and I think down in you too, is that at the end of the day, I like Bonacetta. I think for justice, I must come to Don Corleone. I'm scared. We love that street justice, dude. I'm scared of the powers that be, dude. Yeah, me too. And I don't want to be that distrustful. You know it, it shouldn't be like this, but like if I get pulled over, I'm nervous, scared. Like I don't want to... like. I got to go fight a, just, a, just a little speeding ticket I got to fight. I'm terrified to go. Go see some judge in Grand Rapids, dude. I'm like, man, I ain't got no long sleeve dress shirts. Ha, ha, ha. Look at me like I'm Bruce Springsteen, dude. <laughs> dude, um, like, I assume if I'm going into the, 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 the powers that be and I don't know someone, I'm assuming I'm going to get played. I'm assuming it's going to go bad for me. I think in my own mind, if I know someone, I'll be okay. If I don't know somebody, I don't like the world. If I don't know someone, I don't like going anywhere, dude. I... I almost live like a godfather works. I want, if I'm going to buy a car, I want to know the guy I'm buying the car from. I want to have connection that way so I don't get took. Because I assume every authority structure, every power structure is out to take my money and take. So I need peoples. I need loyalty. I need connection. Because if things go bad, I know a guy and I'll be it's okay. It's hard to trust somebody you don't know. 
and I don't trust people. I don't trust systems very yeah. well at all. Uh, I don't like like the courts, lawyers. That stuff scares me to no end. And I'm not if s- I need a lawyer for something, I'm terrified. I'm like, I don't know this world, dude. That's that's why it's so awesome that he's got one client. He's an awesome lawyer. How sweet is that, dude? I don't. I don't want to be this person. The thing is, how do you say it? Growing up, our mom told us, if you get pulled over, this is how you act. This is how you behave. I had friends of mine that were white that would talk back to cops and would give them lip. It blew my mind. Because yeah. mom told us to respectful, make, sir. Make sure they see your hands. Hands on the steering wheel. Yep. Don't, do, don't go for your license. Don't speak unless you're spoken to. Don't, get, don't go to the glove box until they ask you to. Don't do anything. And I still, I'm a 30-year-old man. I'm, I'm, I'm professionally pretty well-established, and I still act like a, I'm, I'm still sir, yes, sir, when I get Heck pulled over. yes. Because that's just what my mom trained us. So there's in me the distrust of the powers that be, whether it be governors, senators. How does Michael Corleone say it? She's like, who's she going to be a naive? Amazing. And I'm like, dang it. Senators and presidents don't have people killed, Michael. Who's being now naive. who's being naive. <laughs> You're like, dang. I wish that wasn't so deep inside that me. Was a, dude, when that part happened, me and Jericho were like, dude. <laughs> Alex looks over and I'm like, dang. Dude. And so it's, it's, it's in us is that uh, I'd rather go to a person than a bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. That's so why I have a banker and insurance agent. I, I wanted someone that I, I know. I know them. I know That's why we never let a banker go. <laughs> but, you got uh, a banker? Yeah. Dang, big time. Well, dude, I'm the president of like three different or- organizations. I got I deal with money all the time. Dang, only thing I know a banker is a piggy banker, dude. dude. <laughs> but uh, but that, that, I don't want to be that way because I, I don't want to. I have to live in the system that is. I got to pay taxes. I got I to gotta be a person. I can't just live outside the law. <laughs> I am the law. But uh, that's Godfather Act 1. Now, before we, we, we land the plane, any other sequences in this first act that you want to highlight? Anything in the wedding? Anything uh, in the Salazzo conversation? Anything with Hagen? When, uh, oh, no, we're getting to the after. You've got to stay right where he gets shot. Yeah, right, 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 right to the assassination attempt. We hit, pretty good. we hit pretty much all the big high points. Yeah, we're gonna, we, we, high points every week we'll do of the movie. Man, that's a deep movie, bro. We're doing three. I mean, it, it's so much. I, I totally hear you now because, I mean, I'm already mentally, like, worn down just from the first hour. Dude, and I can't wait to get to Italy. I love. I Some people love. say they don't want the Italian part. We'll get to that next that's week. That's so huge, though. It's awesome. Okay. Well, listen. You can follow us on Twitter at Red Rum Theater. Or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Theater. You follow us individually at Ernesto Laniz or at ChicoLove24. ChicoLove24, which is a pretty awesome handle, dude. I don't know how the heck I still get jobs with that email address. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> next week, we're watching The Godfather Part 1, Act, Act two. 2. From the assassination attempt to the assassination of Santino. Dang. It's, it's brutal, dude. Yes, it is. So as always, I'm Ernesto. I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Rum Theater. Your name? Zach Davis. Awesome. Now, you 
So small, when you were 17 years ago, how old were you? 13. 13. So this movie, when you're a young man, did it leave any impressions on your life? It you did. Huge, actually. Uh, more, more bad than <laughs> good, but it, uh, you know, the fact of, like, uh, having respect and, and doing nothing to take, you know, stopping at nothing to take care of your family. Say your name for the audience. I'm Alex Ryman. Raise Me Wrong made it seem like doing bad things is fun. <laughs> Raise Me Right, you gotta stick with your family. Allison Curley. And it's your first time watching The Godfather. First time. Okay, overall, like it, not like it, what do you think? Overall, speechless. I don't know. After the horse head was not the same. Just so much shooting, so much shocking moments. <laughs>